0: الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري wa ahlu al-uqdati min respected ulama elders brothers and those that are listening over the various social media platforms assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces the quran to us he says dhalikal kitab la رَيْبَ فِيهِ this is such a book that there is absolutely no doubt contained within this book. Hudan lil muttaqeen. This divine speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a source of guidance for those who possess Allah consciousness. With that being said, when we study the quran Karim. Kareem, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has adopted various methodologies in order for us to take guidance from the quran al kareem One such methodology that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has adopted in the Qur'an is to make mention of and narrate the incidents of the previous Anbiya alayhimu salatu salam, their experiences with their people, the various challenges and the difficulties that they had to endure in order for them to convey the message of the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to their people. So we find the incidents of Nuh Hud and various other prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these are mentioned in the Qur'an. Now, what are the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions and reveals such verses in the Qur'an? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us two reasons. In Surah Yusuf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us and He says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي Certainly we have narrated the incidents of the previous Anbiya alayhimu salatu was to you as an ibrah. Ibrah means if you and st- if you study the lives of Anbiya alayhimu salatu was in the Quran, there is much lesson that can be extracted and deduced if you study their lives in the Quran. Ma kana hadith and These are not fabricated and made up incidents and stories. So this is the first reason why Allah reveals such verses as an ibrah for us to take lesson. The second reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of, He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we study the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we find that at the initial stages of Islam, he had to endure sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a lot of difficulties from the side of the mushrikun of Makkah Mukarramah. His family was boycotted, he was given ugly titles and names. His companions, sahaba Radiallahu anhum, they were subjected to so much of torture. Eventually, He was forced out of Makkah Mukarramah and migrated towards Al-Madinah Al-Munawwarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is subtly informing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that you are on a mission from the side of Allah. You are going to face trials and difficulties in your path. But don't feel low, don't feel depressed, don't feel disheartened. Those before you who were on the same mission as you also had to face the same challenges. مَا نُثَبِّتُ بِهِ fu'adak Rasulullah sallam or rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying we narrated these incidents in order for us to strengthen your resolve. In order for us to strengthen you, to encourage you, to motivate you. So these are the two reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the incidents of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu in the Qur'an. For us to take lesson and in order for uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's heart and resolve to be strengthened in his mission. One such mighty messenger that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent to a nation was none other than Musa alayhi salatu wassalam. Mufassirun and the commentators of the Qur'an of the opinion that Musa alayhi salatu wassalam is mentioned in the Qur'an no less than 130 times. Allah has depicted various scenes from the life of Musa a.s. in the Qur'an. He's made mention of in Surah Al-Baqarah, in Surah Al-Shu'ara, in Surah Al-Nazi'at, in Surah Al-Qasas, and various other chapters of the Qur'an. Allow me to share with you today two very important, pertinent and relevant lessons that we can take home and that we can apply in our lives by studying the life of Musa salam in the Qur'an. The first lesson that I wish to share with us are the verses of Surah Al-Shu'ara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the incident when Fir'aun and his army had pursued Musa salam and the nation of Banu Israel. So what had happened was, Musa salam was appointed as a Nabi. He came back to Egypt. He invited Fir'aun towards the oneness of Allah. Fir'aun rejected. He realized now that he had to release Banu Israel from the tyranny and the oppression of Fir'aun. So he began his migration with Banu Israel to the lands of Sham. Fir'aun got wind of this. He rounded up his army. And they went behind Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and the nation of Banu Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَتْبَعُوهُمْ مُشْرِقِينَ Fir'aun and his army, they pursued Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and the nation of Banu Israel at the time of Ishraq. (laughs) فَلَمَّا تَرَاءَ الْجَمْعَانِ قَالَ أَصْحَابُ مُوسَىٰ إِنَّا لَمُدْرَكُونَ Now consider the situation that Musa wasallam finds himself in. And this is where we will extract our first lesson for today. Eventually, Fir'aun caught up with Musa a.s. Musa alayhi salatu salam. behind him now is an ocean. With him is the nation, the huge nation of Banu Israel, normal, ordinary folk. In front of him now is a tyrant, oppressive king. With this king is a well-equipped army. In fact, some historians are of the opinion that this army made up 1.6 million soldiers. This is how huge the army of Fir'aun was, coming behind Musa and Banu Israel. Consider the difficult situation that Musa a.s. finds himself in. Where to go? Where to escape? What road to take? What strategy to use? And to make matters worse for Musa salaam, his people, the very same people that he was trying to save, and protect from the oppression of Fir'aun, those very same people now begin to taunt and mock Musa salam. That, oh Musa, this is a conspiracy from your side. This is a plan that you have made in order for you and Fir'aun to kill us, to massacre us, to finish us off. La Mudrakoon, Verily we have been caught up. Consider the waves of emotions going through the heart of Musa alayhi salatu wassalam at this very, very difficult juncture. Now, the lesson that we can learn is the statement of Musa alayhi salatu wassalam at this very difficult juncture. What does he say? What does he utter? He says, قَالَكَ اللَّا Never in Rabbi Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me. Verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with me. My Rabb is with me. Sayahdeen, he will look after me. He will guide me. He will make a way out for me. What is the lesson we learn? We learn that sometimes we have a plan. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has a plan for us. Sometimes it works such that our plan works hand in hand with the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but sometimes our plan and the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not collaborate Musa alayhi salatu was salam had a plan to escape the clutches and the tyranny of firaun to take his people towards the lands of sham but he realized that now he has to entrust whatever he can to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he placed his reliance and total submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying inna ma'a rabbi sayahdeen. Allah I trust your plan I have faith in your plan the lesson for us when are we going to trust the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today we have placed much trust in our plan and that is why when our plan fails we become sad we become depressed we become worried we start getting confused we become anxious we get sick we need to start learning Or rather we need to start developing the habit of trusting the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regardless of the situation. Whether it affects us personally in our own lives or whether this affects the ummah globally. Like what happened on the 6th of February in the lands of Turkey and Syria where they experienced an earthquake. This was the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We rely upon the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a plan for these people. Yes, we make dua for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant those people ease. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant those who have passed on the mantles of martyrdom and the highest stages in Jannatul Firdaus. But as believers, regardless of the situation, in our country, in our community, in our personal lives, in our marriage lives, we need to believe, firmly believe, that we are at the center of the love and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Regardless of the situation. How do we know this? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us. He said, "Inna hadhihi ummatun marhumah. Verily my ummah is at the center of the love and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We understand this hadith. We have full conviction in the hadith. But if we take a look at what is happening around us, the reality is different. How is this ummah at the center of the love and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when there's earthquakes taking place? When there's economic instability in our country? When there's fear of our safety, the safety of our families? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then unpacks this hadith and he tells us, لَيْسَ لَهَا عَذَابٌ فِي Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take this Ummah as one entity and throw it in Jahannam. وَلَكِنْ عَذَابُهَا فِي الدُّنْيَا However, this Ummah will suffer in this world. There will be difficulties and tests and trials that this Ummah will have to face in this world. At the top of the list, Al-Qatl. This Ummah will be butchered. This Ummah will be massacred. This Ummah will be killed. In other hadith, we find this ummah will face earthquakes. What do we understand from this hadith? And the saying of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam? we understand that our value, our worth as an ummah, is not measured by our worldly experiences. Rather our value and our worth as an ummah, as believers, is measured by how we fare in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the akhirah. Because this world is worthless in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not even equal to the wing of a mosquito. Coming back to my initial comments, the lesson that we learn from the life of Musa alayhi salatu wa salam, we need to be optimistic regarding the plan of Allah. We need to have good expectations regarding the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in fact, this was the sunnah and the practice of all the Anbiya was-salam. The second important lesson that we can learn from the life of Musa was-salam is how he resorted to seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever he or his people were tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, his du'as are mentioned in the Qur'an. Seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invited him or called him to Mount Tur, to give him, reveal to him the Tawrah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had informed him that people in your absence have now begun to worship a calf. They were being misled by a person known as Samiri. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed Musa alayhi salatu wasalam of the happenings back home. When he returned, he was upset with his people. As a leader, he was disappointed with his people. But look at the dua and the statement again of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam at a time when he and his people are being tested. When the iman is being tested, what is the dua that Musa salam make? رَبِّ اغْفِرْنِي وَلِأَخِي وَأَدْخِلْنَا فِي رَحْمَتِكَ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ Immediately his attention is turned towards seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah forgive me, forgive my brother, and enter us into your mercy. وَأَنْتَ <speaking> أَرْحَمُ <in Hebrew> You are the most merciful from amongst those who show mercy. Further down the page, another du'a: لنا وارحمنا وأنت خير الغافرين. Oh Allah, you are our protector. You are our guardian. You look after us. So forgive us. Have mercy on us. And you are the best from amongst those who forgive. What do we learn? We learn that whenever we are tested, our iman is tested, our wealth is tested, our families are tested, the ummah is tested, we need to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one, we trust the plan of Allah. Number two, we seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why his du'as are mentioned in the Quran. Speaking of the earthquake that happened, Shahar bin Haushab rahmatullahi alayhi narrates, that on one occasion an earthquake had hit Madina Munawwara. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa then addressed his people, and he said, adopt piety. Become righteous, and seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want good conditions to prevail. What can we do? We need to start cleaning our slate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Especially in these virtuous months. The months of Rajab, the months of Sha'ban. Try to seek istighfar. Wipe our slates clean before inshallah. May Allah make us reach the month of Ramadan. May Allah make us attain the full benefit and the rewards of the month of Ramadan with afiyah. Ameen ya al alameen. We need to start seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this was the sunnah of the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wa salam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala interestingly mentions the anbiya alayhimu salatu salam, the du'as that they used to recite at that of istighfar look at the life or study the life of Nuh alayhimu salatu wassalam what was his du'a رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِمَنْ دَخَلَ بَيْتِيَ مُؤْمِنًا وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَلَا تَزِيدِ الظَّالِمِينَ إِلَّا تَبَارَ دُعاءُ آدم عليه الصلاة والسلام ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين دُعاءُ إبراهيم عليه الصلاة والسلام رب اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب أنا دُعاءُ موسى عليه الصلاة والسلام They were constantly seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they entrusted everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, to summarize, in conclusion, we mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed verses containing the incidents of the previous anbiya alayhi was in the quran what other reasons Allah gives us two reasons number one for us to extract and deduce lessons from their lives number two in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strengthen the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and by extension this ummah whenever we are faced with any trial or difficulty or challenge then we mentioned two important lessons that we can learn and deduce from the life of Musa alayhi salatu wasallam in the Quran. Number one, we need to be optimistic regarding the plan of Allah. We need to trust the plan of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Second lesson that we learn from His life, that whenever He was faced with an unfavorable situation, a difficult circumstance, He or His people were being tested by Allah subhanahu wa taala immediately he resorted to seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for those people who are facing any challenge, facing any difficulty around the world, in our country, at our, in our homes. May Allah grant those who are seek complete shifa and afiyah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah in our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to witness the month of Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to spend the days that are going up to the month of Ramadan in a manner that he becomes pleased with us we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the tawfiq of making amal on whatever was mentioned and heard wa da'wana rabbil alamin